Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I wanted to talk about the family and the type of family we have now compared to the type of family we had 50, 60 years ago. And the type of family we had 50 years ago when I was a kid was my mom stayed at home, my dad went to work. We didn't have two cars in the garden. We didn't go on a Mediterranean holiday because we couldn't afford it. We didn't have expensive gifts for Christmas. We didn't have all the extras, all the trimmings because we had a family and that's all we could afford. Nowadays, the family consists of, generally speaking, two cars in the garden, a nice holiday, you know, expensive gifts for the kids for presents and for Christmas. And people say, well, I can't afford not for the two of us to work. The two of us have to work to afford the bills. And I say, in a lot of cases, not all, but in a lot of cases, that's not true. That, what does it cost you a month to put the kids in the creche? I don't know, two grand? You know, I don't know, it depends on where you're putting them, if you've got two kids. Then the extra car, because you're going to work and so is your hubby, so maybe you could do it one car, if you didn't have the extra car. The holiday, you don't really have to go to Florida, do you? Or, you know, or, or bring the, all the kids off to Spain. You could bring them down to Rush or Lusk or something like that, or or some part of Cork or whatever it happens to be. And well, it's probably equally as expensive nowadays to do that in Ireland. But however, you could certainly work on a cheaper budget for a holiday. And kids don't really need a holiday. They need you as a parent. You don't need Netflix. You don't need all of those things. You don't need the fastest internet. You know what I mean? I understand the internet's important, but you don't need the fastest internet. You don't need all those expenses that you might spend your money on. So maybe it's not necessary for both parents to be working. And I don't want to be sexist about it. Man or woman, whoever earns the most can stay out of work, whoever earns the least stay at home. So is it important that we go back to our roots? Because I think what we're doing is we're destroying society by losing the tradition of a parent raising a child. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you think I'm wrong. The number is 87 Sharon, hi, how are you? Hi, Happy New Year, Niall. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah. May it bring you everything in 2024. Oh, it will. That you so desire. Oh, it will. <laughs> I'll talk to Karen about that. I know, I'll well. talk to Karen about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, okay Niall. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about Niall's personal life on the air. <laughs> so, so, Sharon, do you, I mean, the old days, you know, you, I don't know. I don't want to ask your age, but you know we all we all know. That's we're okay, from, I don't mind. We're all from the same generation. Um, we are. We yeah. are. Okay, so uh, you know our parents. One of them stayed at home usually, um, and the other one raised. Well, usually our mother raised us and brought us up. And most psychologists will tell you how important it is for a child to be raised by their own parent for the first formative years of their lives. But nowadays, because of life, some people will say. You got most situations now. You got two parents working and children going into crashes, and we see all the arguments constantly about the cost of childcare. So, is is that detrimental to society? I believe it's detrimental to society. Um, it's kind of watering down the attention that the child gets. You know, there's nothing mm. like one to one attention for a child. Mm-hmm. You know, especially from a parent, a grandparent, uh, whatever person. You know. Yeah. Adults, responsible adults related to the child, and um, they need, they need, they need us. There's a lot for a child to learn in the first few years of life, and it's also very, very stabilising. I think for a child, mm-hmm. I, I know myself too. I think when even when they go into teenage life, you know, it, it's it's very difficult years as well. Um, 
I personally didn't have my, you know, my parents divorced when I was 12. So I had a stepmother and, and she went to work. So um, I would have loved to have had yeah. the comfort of my mother at home, you know. I remember. I remember what um, it was like. And it was great to come home. I, mem- I remember. I can actually amazing. remember the, the occasions where my mother wasn't there. Maybe she had to go over to my granny because she was it. sick or stuff, stuff like that. And I remember, you know, my mother would say to me, when you come home from school today, I would have been only 10. And when you come home from school today, <laughs> you know, go into Mrs. Curtis's house. She, she'll look after you. So you'd, she was two doors down. So you'd go into her house and she'd give you your dinner and everything else. And then my mom would come home at six or seven in the evening for my granny's. So, but that was a rare occasion. It was so rare. I can remember the times it happened. Every other time when I came home, my mother was there. You know, the dinner was being made. You know, you were, like, everything was ready for you. And I, I don't make her out to be a slave or anything like that, but but it was a, that was her role, and she played it brilliantly. You know, that was she her... Was manager, she was manager of the home, just uh, like you'd be manager of a firm. I mean, I consider myself the manager of this house, but my Jesus, have you seen us in Aldi today? <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes wonder, things get under the well. When we came home with the shopping, you'd wonder... <laughs> Who was the manager? But anyway, I have said I am the manager of the putting yeah. away the food in the cupboards, and that's it. And <laughs> yeah. that's only one tiny thing. But you know, you can really keep order in a home when one person is the manager taking care of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, I've yeah. no, no objection to couples sharing the chores because those days are gone where the woman did everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You have to as share long the chores. As it's one parent. Yeah, doesn't matter which one it is. And I know people will be thinking probably people younger than me as well, you know, because oh, um, I worked, what did I do? I worked full-time, sorry. When my child was born, I worked, went part-time, three days, and had a grandparent, um, and my husband was on shift work, so he was there some of the time, and the grandchild. But I kind of waited to have her until I knew I'd have something like that in place. Now, I know that doesn't always work for everybody, I know everyone's circumstances are different, but the point I want to make is that, you know, if you sit down and do the finances and weigh it all up, you know, weigh weigh it up. I mean, for starters, kids don't need half what they get for Christmas. No. You know, and if everybody adopted the same attitude, okay, it's whatever, maximum to three presents, you know, not tons and tons of stuff. And leaving parents in debt, you know. But I, but I, said I hear it before, parents. Christmas clubs are a great idea. I, I, I knew, I knew two year. people. I knew two people who had two kids, and the kids went into a crash at eight o'clock in the morning. They were picked up at six o'clock in the evening in their pajamas. Right. Heartbreaking. It, it is five days a week because both parents had good jobs, right? And but but I remember talking to them and saying, like, would you not prefer to be at home? Oh, I couldn't afford it, like you know. And I go, but how much are you paying for a crash? Oh, two and a half thousand for the two. And I went, right, and you have a second car. How much does that cost in a year? Between tax, insurance, diesel, or whatever it is. Um, they had a nice holiday every year. They didn't have to go on that, that holiday. They could have a cheaper holiday. Kids, to be honest with you, kids wouldn't, we didn't go on holidays and we enjoyed the summer. You know what I mean? Your dad no. bringing you, just your dad bringing you to the Very park. Down yeah. to, we used to go down to Rush and Scaries. You know what I mean? My dad would bring us yeah. in the car down to Rush and Scaries. So all of those things, you, you don't need Netflix you don't need, you know, every Sky Channel and Sky Movies, you know, with the basics, you know, are fine. You can cut back and you could give the child mm. the time because all a child wants is love and attention. That's all they want. And it's the greatest gift you can ever give them. Mm. The greatest gift. And, and I, you know, th- and I think, look at society now compared to society 50 years ago. 
I really exactly. think I think we have a problem, and I don't think we're fixing it. We have we have a big problem, and too many kids are going kind of unsupervised as well. Because if there isn't a parent there in the house to you know when they're at that mm-hmm. delicate age, kind of transitioning into teenagehood, um, like you said about the phones earlier, um, one parent might say, "Okay, my child's not having a smartphone um, at a young age," and then. If there's no supervision, they just go to another kid's house and watch theirs, you know? Stay there for a second, Sharon. And Valerie, I'll be with you now in two seconds. I've just got to go to Joe quickly because his battery is dying. Joe, hi, how are you? Joe, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Joe. Yeah, okay, so you're, you're a workaholic, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All my life. Right. And, I, you know, I said, even when I got married, I was married long. And the wife said to me, she said, why can't you be like a normal husband from home six o'clock in the evening? I looked at her, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And then she stopped at 10 o'clock and I said, listen, no, honey, I said, if you want me home before 10 o'clock at night, your life won't be, wouldn't be worth living because I'm no good at the home. But what I always do, and I always cook the dinner of a Sunday. Okay. Big, she'd go mad then because the kids ate my dinner and they wouldn't be eating her dinners. But wow. and I pay dearly for the busy four kids and... Um, you know, I have three daughters and a son, and uh, the son don't talk to me. And I never give out to him. I never hit him. I never, but it's just, um, you know, it was just, I, when our first daughter uh, was being christened, I was walking that Sunday, and the wife come across, she, she said, well, come across to the church to christen the child. I said, no bother, no bother. So I had a shop at the time. We went across to the christening, and I ended the room in that in the christening, because I, I fell asleep during the christening. Oh, and no. Came out, the church after, came out of the church after the christening, and there was a queue outside the shop. So I said to say, honey, look, you better go away to the thing. I had to go walking. And, uh, and tell me, can I ask you a question, Joe? Do, do, you, yes? do you regret being a workaholic while your children were grown up? Do you regret it now that you missed all those moments? Money was never my God. To just to do it for them because when we started and my wife she's an angel she's a powerful woman I have the greatest regard in the world for her and we you know we, we get on fine and um, look that was it Joe I, I look I, I yeah I have I have big regrets yeah because look I only saw my son playing football once you know to just um, yeah you know and and I have regrets like that. So you but, were you weren't there when they took their first steps or when they said their first words or they, you know, when they you know when they were kind of doing well in school and come home with the results. You weren't there. And I'm not having a go at you, Joe. By the way, I'm just I'm just saying, yeah. you know, and because I, I often because I I worked quite a lot as well. I used to work in nightclubs, so I was working late at night and all that kind of stuff when my kids yeah. were young. But I was there mainly during the day, which was great. But I, there are yeah. still times I regret that I might not have been there for this or that or the other or whatever because I was working. So I do have those regrets. So you must have those regrets. Oh, just say, I have, Joe. I have a course. Like I have a son. He don't talk to me. Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I never abuse him. I never give out. I might have given out him once in my life, I'd say. So now I'm trying to get him to drive it. Yeah, drive but he just doesn't talk to you because you were never really part of his life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you see, he was a sick. He was a sick to go into school to see but he could never... Yeah. Never, um, yeah, you know. I mean, Joe, I'm not giving out to you for you know for working hard to provide for your family, and that's what you did, and that's what you felt you had to do at the time. That's it. You see, no, uh, see, when I was working at home before I got married, I was abused at home. See, wow. because when I think of it now, like the, 
from a nine-to-five job in a secretary. She was earning double my money. Mm. And I went up my own then, okay, in 1990 and 91, something like that. And there were two of us doing the work. On, uh, and, and when I left, it took between six and eight people to do the work that I was doing. And that's yeah. a fact. No. Well, but, well, look, well, I mean, well done to you, Joe. And, and I have admiration for you. But, of course, I, I'm being a workaholic is not a good thing either. Actually, stay there just for a second, Sharon and Joe. Let me just go. I have to go to Valerie because she's waiting there ages. Valerie, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe the hi. workaholic. Yeah. Oh, Joe, you sound so sad, buddy. Why? Why does he sound sad? Uh, it's just, and I get it. You know, I really understand, you know, what Joe was saying about what it was like when he was a kid. And, mm. you know, I think parenting is overrated and underestimated. Mm. It's the hardest job. It is. Yeah, you don't get a manual with the child, no. No, no. And every child and is different. Yeah. Yeah, and we all carry our own experiences from being a child. Mm-hmm. Mm. And who gives us the tools to bring up a perfect child? You know, it's not a child, it's an adult. Yes. You know, and it's hard, lads. It's really hard. Okay, and do you think a child benefits from having a parent at home? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you say, what do you say to parents who will have careers, they both have careers, and they'll have a child and the child is put in a crash in the morning and collected in the evening? I think it's um, unfortunate for the baby or the two-year-old or the three-year-old, you know, the parents. I think it's unfortunate for them too because we think that we have to provide all of these wonderful things in this society. But, you know, remember, lads, when you were small, mm. what did we want mm. yeah. when we were small? All I wanted was a gun and a holster. <laughs> yeah. What did you want? A gun and a holster. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a cowboy. You know, I had a hat a and a gun and a holster. <laughs> yeah. Just to be with. Yeah, that's all I wanted. I mean, comics. What'd you say, Sharon? <laughs> Sorry, just to be with my mom. I loved her company and mm. I loved having her at home. Just yeah. to be with her. I didn't need anything else. She was great at making up fun games. We was, you know, that didn't cost money. She was brilliant. Yeah. And your mum still with us, Sharon? No, unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was uh, 12 and um, my father, my stepmother brought me up and my mum died um, later. But Mm. I just Mm. remember so clearly that that woman had a huge hand in the woman that I am today. Yeah. And how important her time was if she gave it to you? Yeah, my I, I would say the same. My mother was a bigger influence on me than my father would have been. Much bigger influence on me. I, um, which, well, Valerie and Sharon stay there because I want to get Robbie in before the news as well. Robbie, hi, how are you? Not bad, man. How are you? Good. You, you listen to Valerie and Sharon and how important it is for a parent to be at home. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, like, my, my partner doesn't work. She hasn't worked in just over four years now since we had our first child. Um, Like, she's at home, she's minding the kids, she's cooking, she's cleaning. Like, 
we're fortunate enough, I suppose, the money that I bring into the household is is enough for us. You know, we have a, a decent quality of living. Um, and I think it's brilliant to see how my kids are maturing. And they're still only, they're still, gee, they're still only quite small, but like to see them how they're growing up and that's down to probably solely her. And yes, they do go to childcare a couple of hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no but, harm for a kid either, Robbie. No, that's, that's no harm. Yeah, because they get to mix with other children. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and like, like we have a four-year-old, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and we have a one-and-a-half-year-old. So oh, your hands are full, I tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, look, I get to escape. Oh, I get no. to go to work every day. And, you know, I'm I'm away from the madness um, until I come home at, at five or six in the evening. But, like, oh. it's, to see them now, how they're able to, like, you know, like they're they're interested in in cooking or in baking or cleaning up, and there's all them qualities that I think and the memories, the memories that she yeah. has, and the picture she sent me every day when I'm at work and what they're up to. You can only get a certain amount of those in creches or in preschools or whatever, but it's like. In, in a creche or preschool, a teacher is not going to interact with a child would or would bacon scones or cupcakes. Where a mother at home can interact with it with a child would on would pour the flour, now, Robbie, crack the egg. Sorry, can I interrupt make, here for a second? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're painting a very, very pretty picture of a stay-at-home mother. It's very hard as well. Oh yeah, know? we know that. Oh, it's like I've, I, I, to be honest, I've, there's been times and like it's, it's not all, it's not all roses. Like there's been times where, like my partner has rang me. I'm at work and all I can hear is three kids in the background screaming, screaming, crying. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, and she's like, can, can you come home from work early? Like, is there any chance you can finish early today? Like, there, like I don't think. I can manage today by myself and I'm like, right, let me see what I can do. Can I take a half day today or if not? Or, and then after about a half an hour, everything has calmed down. She's after kind of, I suppose, breaking through to them and you know, it's all happy families again. But I know it's... Do you, no, do you think generally speaking, and I'm sorry I'm rushed for time now, I've only got a minute left, but do you think generally speaking society benefits from a parent staying at home that we've gone in the wrong direction as a society when we see in nearly in every family now, young families, both parents working? Marion, hi, how are you? Yeah, hi, Niall. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Marion. And I hope that you will succeed in staying off them cigarettes. Oh, I know, Marion, I know. No, no, you will do it, Niall, because, Niall, I made a decision before Christmas that I wasn't going to buy any sweets. I just bought one fruitcake. I bought no sweets, no biscuits, no nothing. I don't deny yourself and everything, Marion. Oh, no, I didn't. I just I bought small pudding because I love Christmas pudding. Right. But uh, I had an old uh, exercise bike that broke down. I got a new one and I've started back on it now again, trying to do half an hour a night and up, trying to build it up. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you have willpower, tell yourself, I will, uh, you know, I will do it. mm and as you said, Jug Night Nile, negativity. Oh Jesus! I just, I just uh, have made it. Oh, I've had enough of. I've had enough of negativity. Rid of people in my life that are negative. That are negative. 
Yeah. People that put you in bad humour. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's my one of my New Year's resolutions, by the way. Neg- yeah, yeah. Negative people I'm now going to ignore because they just bother me well, so you much. Have, because once you allow them into you into your li- in your life and they're talking negative and you have you have uh, dreams to do and you have to follow through them and that's what will get you through. Yes. So you just have to put all this you know, the negativity aside and everything like this. Mm, couldn't you agree know. with you more. But get, getting back to this night, um, family, I think it's really, you know, it's breaking down. Mm. Because uh, remember back, Niall, uh, I remember back to the 80s when I, when I had my children young then and my mother was at home. And also, now, this thing about shops being open on a Sunday. Sunday was a family day. You're right. You're there's right. no day now. And I'm you know what? I'm not religious, but I completely agree with you. Now, as it's you know, as you know, Marion, I, I spend most of my time in Northern Ireland now. And yeah, I know that, yeah. And on Sundays in Northern Ireland, it's still mm-hmm. a family day to some extent because the shops yeah, are not allowed yeah. to open till one o'clock. That's it. Yeah, and but I don't, that's here, a good uh, thing. No, but now, like, the supermarkets, there isn't one day in the week, like, there should be a day in the week that families should be together, like, that children, you know, have the generations, even their grandparents. I remember on a Sunday that my sisters and brothers, all the children and everything would gather in my mother's house, and she loved it. She was in the kitchen making apple pie, mm. rice pudding and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, rice pudding. I love rice pudding. My mother used to make it. Rice pudding. And, She'd make the rice and pudding and then put it in the oven with some jam on top yeah, of it. Yeah, put raisins in it and yeah. everything. And she loved that. And that, and she wouldn't sit down. She was the last one, you know. <laughs> I remember, she yeah. To feed yeah. everybody. And the thing about it was, I remember one Christmas, it was snowing. And she went out into the garden and she bent down behind the bushes and when the men and everything was coming up from the pub, firing snowballs. But I truly believe now that um, Sundays now are gone and family, the family is breaking down and it's sad. Yeah, yeah. Because children do need one parent. They do need it. And be putting, you know, going into a crash. I mean, I don't, I don't want to have a go because there are parents who feel it's necessary to do that to, to raise their children and that, provide yeah. for them. And I understand why some parents have to do that. But I do believe there's a lot of parents out there that don't need to do it, that are doing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it to provide the fancy holiday and the second car and the Netflix and everything else. And all those things are really unnecessary. Oh, they're all unnecessary. But see, this pressure on people, well, I have to. I mean, I have a granddaughter there now. She's eight years old. And I begged my daughter. Do not relent on giving her an e-scooter. Mm. And she done it. Yeah. And the child just had this idea. I want it. So she, I said to my daughter, just tell her no. You how old, how old is she? How old is she? Eight. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I'd, like I'd be terrified to give an eight-year-old an e-scooter. Terrified. I told, I told my daughter that, and she said she wants... I said, well, when you were that age, and when I said no... I meant no. And I said, you didn't get everything you wanted. And unfortunately, she's just, you know, flooding her with stuff. And I said, the most important thing, 
you should do is sit down with her, play games with her, and hug her. And I said, because the point is that she'll grow up uh, to know that she can't have everything she wants. And that's that's the way now with a lot of children, and I'm sorry to say it, but the parents, I know I'm going to be what, uh, you know, people say, but parents are giving children just everything they want. And the most important thing that they should be getting is, is love sitting and attention. Down, not talking, not talking at them, talking to them and hugging them and everything like that. Mm. I mean, I used to put mine to bed at night time and, you know, before I'd put them to bed and everything, I'd hug them and everything like this. And I brought them to Butlins on holidays. I didn't believe in bringing them out far. And you don't have to be doing that even, as you say. Yeah, yeah. But the expectation nowadays, it's just, I just think it's bro- breaking down. And the one day of the week that should be there, it's just gone. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Stay, stay, there, stay there, Marion. Let me go to Jason. Jason, I'll tell you what. Marion nearly brought tears to my eyes with all the memories of the rice pudding and everything else. Ah, you're taking a trip down nostalgia. You know, so I'm actually talking about that. I baked before first apple tart and I got the recipe from my granny. She's dead 20 odd years now. Mm. God bless her. Oh, yeah. But uh, I like that. I remember going up there at the weekends and every Sunday morning she was cooking the apple tarts for the tea on a Sunday and the whole family came up and had a salad. That's right, yeah. I remember the apple. My yeah. mother, mother used to make apple tarts yeah. all the time. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Or, you know, it was another great memory I had as well. Another, another great memory was we would go out along the back roads out to Swords, which we thought was the countryside at the time, right? <laughs> and we only lived in Rahini, right? So it was way up the road. Pick the blackberries. Yeah. yeah picking, yeah. how did you know, Jason? I was going to say this. So picking, that's what we done. Yeah, picking pick, blackberries. Picking blackberries yeah. into a plastic you bag. Down, you'd be boiling the blackberries woman, and I'd be eating them all the gooseberries. Remember gooseberries? I do, yeah. Your, your woman in the garden next door had them. I used to take a few and the granny would make me my own little, you, you know what I mean? And you'd, Bring the blackberries home. Your mother put them in a pot with the water and the sugar and if make you jam. Even got them home, yeah. If you even got them home, yeah. you're normally all over your face. And the other thing we used to do was, I, I have to apologise to Mrs. Cregan who lived next door to us when I was a Miss child. Cregan. The poor old woman. Now she's probably long since gone because she would have been in her sixties or seventies when I was a child. Right. Miss Cregan was ours. Yeah, Mrs. Cregan, and she, there was a six foot wall between our house and her house because she was a very private woman. But I used to climb over the wall. I, mean, I have to be honest, my mother encouraged me. To climb over the wall and rob our rhubarb. She had rhubarb in oh, the backyard. Rhubarb, uh, rhubarb tart. Um, yeah. And I'd, and I'd bring it in and my mother would clean it, chop it up and make a tart rhubarb out of it. Yeah? Yeah. My yeah. mother grew She grew yeah, rhubarb yeah. and cabbage and she gave it to all the neighbours. Yeah, yeah, but that them days are gone there. Unfortunately, oh, them days gone. are gone. We're not, gone allowed. Because... We're not allowed because we have to go to these big multinationals. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss, I mean, I miss, don't get me wrong, I know we're reminiscing and it's time's gone by, but Jason, but getting back to what yeah. we're talking about, have we lost the values in society of the family and, you know, and this idea of a parent staying at home? Some people say they can't afford to have a parent staying at home. Do you believe that? No, no you know, this is one of my book betters. We have now what's called conveyor belt children. <laughs> That's yeah. it, they're yeah. born, they're born, they're stuck straight in there. They go from there into kindy, primary school, primary school, into secondary school, secondary school, into college, straight into work. We now have 
we've convinced people. We've convinced people. Everybody has to walk. You're nothing if you're not walking. My partner gave up a great career 10 years ago. We gave up our dreams of our own in our own house. We have a beautiful council house. Brands banking there. We waited ten, nine years for it. Yep. I walk, you know that yourself. Now I walk the ass off myself. My missus is at home. I missed everything with my force for because I walked because I thought that's the way my missus went out to walk. Me and her aren't together anymore because we never spend time together. Yeah. It's different this time around. We realise the family unit. Niall, you know my story. My father was able to give up a council house in the, in the mid-80s with six kids, the only one walking, and buy a private house and a private estate on the far side of Dublin. Yeah? Yeah. Within a year, B&I went to the... Remember B&I shipping? I do remember B&I, yeah. Right, that went to the ground, went to the wall. My father was left with six kids and no job in 1987. Right. A year after he gave up his council house and was promised this big thing. Yeah, he was able to survive. Yeah? He worked then it in out. The 90s, oh, we worked it out. We all went to work. I thought I started walking at 10 with him. I'm 48 now and I'm still walking. Yeah. Yeah, came the 90s. And somebody along the way convinced us that you need a bigger and a better house. And sure, you have the house and one car. Why not have two cars? Let's get out to walk. Let's get everybody out to walk. And that's what it is now. We have families now, like one man now used to be able to run a house. Now you have a man and a woman paying taxes. They have to employ somebody to look after their kids. They are now paying taxes. They're sticking their kids into creches. They're paying taxes. It's just a conveyor belt of get everybody in and pay taxes. But yet our taxes don't come down. There's more money going into the pot, but the taxes are going up, and yet our social welfare bills are going up. Well, that's because we've, we, that's that's we, we've built we've we've built a society that's more expensive now. No, we've built a society on I want, I want. Oh, of I course. Need. No, but, 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 but don't get me wrong. I, next door has it. Yeah, but I do like the modern conveniences of the internet oh, yeah. and all these things yeah. because they are part of society. But you need forty-two yeah. devices in your house. No, you, you don't. Really need forty-two. De- you need two. Do you know we don't have a car? We 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 decided. I told you, we decided a long time ago. We wanted to put all our time and effort and our money into our kids. People saying, "But you don't own your house. What are you going to leave your kids? You don't really own your house." I mean, think of what you actually, what your house is worth the day you walked into it, what you repay back the banks. If you're still alive by the time you end up paying off your mortgage, your kids then get hit with a big fucking tax bill. We, 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 we decided, it, it's, it's bricks and mortar, it's somewhere to rear your kids, it's somewhere to bring on the next generation. They're not being reared in a crash. Your child falls in a crash, she's picked up, she's picked up, she's, oh, okay, you're all right, you're put in a corner. You fall outside, your mammy's running through that door, she's running through hella high water. Yeah, she has band-aids in her hands and Savalon. It's all coming out <laughs> of her apron. It's all coming out of the magic apron that every second mother in this country used to own. And they were the real women of this country. I don't give a shit when any, if anybody's come out and say, I yes, and the smell of it. I used to love it. I no, took it from the factory. I know where it is. Yes, but sorry, the real, we, we, sorry, sorry, corner across you. Let me finish this. I mean, the real women were the women that gave up their careers to rear their families. Because behind every successful family is a real woman. Because without a real woman there, making sure everything ticks over, people say, oh, you, 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 your missus lives off you. No, she doesn't. I live off her. Because who do you think gets my money on a Thursday? Mm. I'm out walking. By the time I get home on a Friday, my bills are already paid. The shopping's already on the way. And what's left is what's left for the two of us. And by the way, I have all the Sky. Every my Sky bill is 154 euro a month. That's, that's without Disney Plus. Yeah. But that's without Disney Plus. But Noel, I chose that over a car. Yeah. I don't have a car. We use go car when we need it. 
You know what I mean? That there's every Tesco has a go car and a go van. I walked it out. I saved myself three and a half grand last year not having a car, and I needed a car. So what, hold on. So what's go car? So what's go car? So you go to Tesco. You go to Tesco. You have an app. You pay a tenner an hour for a brand spanking new car, tax insured NCT, brand new tires. You get into it. You go off and do your business. It's tenner an hour. You get the first 50 kilometres free on petrol. Everything after that is 50 cent. And if go-cars listening, this is Jason Fogarty, one of your top customers <laughs> in Kittigal, I want a free ride. It is the best service I've ever used. See, you get a skip for your house, cost you 400 quid? Ask me, ask. Get a go-van, right? It's 15 quid an hour. You load it up, you drive to your dump, you recycle all your rubbish once every six months. You bring it back. You need to do a big shop. You need to do this. You rent the van. I had a car sitting outside for years and years and years, and I walked it out. It was cost me two and a half to three grand a year. Just to, and I was losing money every time the car was sitting out there. You know, car does depreciation. Yeah. And the first time I needed no, it, what did no. I have to do? I had to smash the back wheels with a sledgehammer to release the brakes. I hadn't driven it in that long. So yeah, Mario, my money's trying to say I've learned a lot here. No, no, the, yeah. the no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Marion. Women know um they come out of their night pajamas. Well, they might, but they have these designer pajamas now and dressing them. So no, hang on, let her finish. Let her finish. And they're going into the shop. And they're going into shop shopping. And there's a certain fella down here in Cork, and he's going ballistic about it. He's saying uh, that uh, it's not right, which it isn't right. But they're driving to school, their children to school. Why can't the children walk to school like if if they can? Like it's just bloody, it's just gone ridiculous whatsoever, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, no, I know, I, I, I know, I, I agree, I do agree with you. I got to be honest. Sorry, Jason, you wanted to say something else there. Come on, you had a lot to say, by the way. You're making a lot of people hungry talking about travel tariffs earlier on. By the way, with textbook people text. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, and uh, come here. I, I saw saw me apples locally. I found a tree that I can start to just take a few off and I'm on my way home. Yeah. But um, no, no, I mean, we, we've adjusted our life that our kids ain't on the conveyor belt. You, you know, to, to the point that you know what I do for a living. So, you, yeah, you know, way, I get, yeah, I get home and I can get home. But now I just walk Monday to Friday and they know at two o'clock on a Friday, I'm leaving Dublin Park regardless and I'm heading back here and I'm not getting back into that truck then till four o'clock, four o'clock Monday morning. You know, and I'm not trying to cram everything into the weekend to put up on Instagram to show what's, what great parent I'm. You just see them, that they have their kids off. They've 17 different second things. And where, where are you now? Are you sitting in the truck now? No, I'm actually sitting at my kitchen table. Oh, okay. I, got, I got a run through. I got we got a run through the Midlands, unfortunately because of a couple of bad accidents yesterday. Um, a couple of roads were closed. You, you know, there was two people killed. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're both of the main roads. So um, I just just uh, just selling me lap that I got a run through tonight. So, okay. Um, yeah, no. but um, yeah, but a, a lot of it's Instagram parenting now. Right? You know, they're working all day in their fancy jobs. And it's all about the careers and the lattes and blah blah blah. Come Friday evening, they pick up their kids, they cram, they, they, they cram seventeen activities into their kids between Friday and Sunday. Get as many Instagram photographs as they can of their big house, their fancy cars, and all their activities. And then the kids are gonna get on Monday. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.